Welcome to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you can find links to our social media accounts. Led by Pastor Mike Deese, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Now presenting this week's message. Today is our official start, uh, and, and, and it's basically a testimony. We have all our folks. We're asking everybody that's a part of the church family here to be a part of this encounter and the groups uh, uh, and uh, daily time with the Lord. And it is really the result of the life an encounter that Henry Blackaby had with God. And so there's just millions upon millions of people that have been impacted because of um, this encounter. It's, it's, again, this testimony. And I shared with you uh, last week or before that uh, Henry Blackaby himself was here dedicating, you know, our church building, you know, uh, 25 years ago. And I uh, had the privilege of, of meeting and talking with him. And, uh, and now his son, Richard, has taken over. And they got word that a bunch of crazy folks up in North Fulton were about to go through experiencing God. So check this out right here. Hello, I'm Richard Blackaby. And I want to bring greetings to you at Cross Point Community Church. I understand that you're going to be starting Experiencing God this week. And uh, my father and I uh, are always delighted to hear of churches that are doing that. And I understand, particularly with your church, that uh, 1990, my father was actually there on the first service and prayed over you and gave some words of encouragement. Uh, I had lunch with my dad yesterday, and I love just to update him on what has happened in churches that have gone through experiencing God. I know he'll be delighted to hear about uh, where you're at and what God is doing. just want to encourage you that every time a church does experiencing God, it helps them become God-focused. It, it puts God at the center. It helps them talk about the same things and focus in the same direction. And when God's people get their eyes on God, anything can happen. And so I'm praying that over the next number of weeks, you'll have an amazing journey with God as you experience Him together. Woo! What about that from Richard? That's pretty nice, isn't it? Alright, so, so that's pretty thoughtful. But let me just say, hey, God is going, yay. They're going, yay. God is going, yay. And about you being here and encountering Him uh, through this time. Uh, I, I'll tell you, you know, growing up in Grady, Alabama, which I just spent, I just spent the last three days there. Hard labor, hard work, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday on Dream Hill. Finally got possession of the old mobile home in Dream Hill, which is a trailer house. I went to go get some uh, laminate flooring from a girl. I said, I'm going to put it in a trailer. She goes, well, you can't put that in a, a trailer. I said, she thought I was talking about a, like a, a work trailer that you pull behind. I said, no, a trailer house, man. You know, a, 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 what do you say? Manufactured home. Yeah, it ain't double wide. It ain't there. It's a very, yeah, very same, and it was it's old, it's dirt. But I want to give props and, and thank you, God, 
and you love on these people to Tammy and Barb and Rob Lowe, I kind of I coaxed them with a little food from Red's Little Schoolhouse. I said, you go take a road trip with me. Uh, you'll get a lot, eat every day at Red's. And I wore, we work from sun up to sundown. And we got some more work to do. But it'll be a place for you to go stay after you eat a big meal down at Red's. You're going to take a day trip and you can go over there and sleep it off one of these days. There'll be another one of those road trips coming up. All right. But anyway, thank y'all very much. <clears throat> growing up, growing up, the reason we moved to Grady, Alabama was because as a little baby boy, we, my dad and mama lived in, in uh, Montgomery, Alabama. Big city, big time. And uh, I had asthma really, really, really bad. Uh, I turned purple and blue and uh, like on multiple occasions, they thought I was dead, you know, and my daddy would be rushing to the hospital. <coughs> but <coughs> just bad. <coughs> I think I'm getting the case over right now. <coughs> so... Um, Back then, in those days, they'd put you under an oxygen tent. Have you already drank out of that? <laughs> All right. All right. So, they, I mean, I was, I mean, I was little, and they, but they just put you under an oxygen tent, and um, so I spent. I can't tell you. I mean, I was too little to know, but I mean, I spent a lot of time in the hospital. Just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then, you know, when I was about six or so years old, you know, the doctor said, that old boy just read. And they they just, my parents felt so sorry for me. You know, it was just pitiful. <clears throat> and they said, Red, you just need to get that boy down there to the country and get some dust in his crawl. And that's all my daddy needed to hear because he hated the city life. Back on the farm goes my daddy. And, uh, <clears throat> and so, um, but here's the deal. We were down there and growing up in Grady and all that kind of stuff. And with asthma, um, what would happen is, is that when we would plan, uh, when they would plan a family vacation, I would get I would, I, and just so excited and in anticipation that I would get sick. I, I would work myself into a sickness and I have canceled many of our family vacations. I mean, really, and I'm, it would either like, okay, we can't go. And then my sister, I don't know why she loved me. She would hate me. I mean, because we were going to the beach or whatever the case is. We'd go to Maggie Valley or Panama City. There, there's, you know, that's our two places to go from Grady. Um, I think we kind of ventured off maybe to Asheville one time. But that was it. But I, I, I don't know what it was, but I would just get excited, and then and I'd get sick, and then we couldn't go on vacation. Uh, well... The reason I'm telling you this is it was almost the case with this experience in God. This has kind of been the case. I mean, I have, there's been so much excitement and anticipation because I know that God is going to do some amazing stuff in us, to us, and through us. You believe that? Matter of fact, our, our theme verse for our whole experience in God experience and encounter is this next verse from Habakkuk. Let's look at that and read it together. I want you to read it out loud with me. Lord, I have heard the news about you. I am amazed at what you have done. Lord, do great things once again in our time. Make those things happen again in our own days. All right, will you make that your prayer during this ill? Will you really, I mean, and, and we just make it your prayer, and you may not believe it. You may not really fully, like, like you go, but 
He's going to help you believe. You know, I believe, help my unbelief. Uh, uh, my, I, I have faith, but help my weak faith. And he, it's a faith that He's going to give to us and a belief He's going to give to us because He's at work and He's going to do some amazing stuff. And, and for some, here's what's going to happen. There are going to be breakthroughs that some of you have been battling for years. What's going to happen is stuff that you never thought that could happen is going to happen. Uh, you, there's going to be stuff about you that you thought you could never feel differently about or never be freed of. It, there's going to be breakthroughs. Why? Because God is a God of breakthroughs. There's no limit to God. And He's wanting to get in our Americanized, church-sized minds and He's wanting to explode that so that we can see Him as He truly is. So there's going to be wonderful breakthroughs. Some of you are going to be set free from the thing that has held you captive and in bondage for years. And you've already given up on it. you said there's no way that it's going to be different. But because God is, is who He is, there's going to be freedom. Freedom. There's going to be a radical difference in your life. Something that you have a hard time believing. There's also going to be relationships that are going to be restored. There are going to be relationships that are going to be redeemed. There's even going to be some relationships that are resurrected. It's like it was dead and gone. That's never happened. No, no. God's going to do some amazing stuff. Why? Because that's who He is. Some of you are going to discover for the first time that God speaks to you. I mean, that He speaks to you, that you're going to hear His still, small voice in such a way that you're going to know that you are loved by Him. And it's going to be an amazing thing. So, for some of you, uh, you're going to discover just how much God loves you, and you're going to fall in love with Him. And you're going to get to the point to where because of what God is doing in your life, and because that's why He created us for a love relationship, you're going to get to the point to where He truly is your best friend. And you're going to be able to say with me, hey, hey, I just want you to know, it doesn't matter who it is, I just want you to know that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are my three best friends. And that's going to be your testimony. Because you're going to fall head over heels in love with God. And for some, fear is going to fall off you like water off a, duck back, a duck's back. You know how paralyzing fear is? Do you know how debilitating fear is? Do you know how much fear has robbed so many of us? And it's, just, it's, going, it's going to fall off. Why? Because God is going to fill you with Himself. And He doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sound mind. Some of you are going to be impassioned with a dream and God's plan for your life. And you're, you've been kind of going through life just trying to make do, and all of a sudden there's going to be this energy and this passion in your life uh, and that God has revealed to you and it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. For some of you, you're going to be filled with power and courage that only can come from being filled with the Spirit of God. There's going, you're going to get a courage and a boldness about you. It is a result of God's Spirit within you. And this is just because God is who He says He is. Now, that's what's going to happen in, in different pockets you know, as we encounter God together. But for all of us, every one of us, we're going to experience God. We're going to encounter God in a deep and a personal and an intimate way. 
as we position ourselves before Him. We're going to, all of us are going to see things that only God could have done. Whenever people go, well, how did that happen? We're going to say, listen, God. We're just going to have one word, God. How in the world did that situation change, God? How did that come about, God? We're not going to be able to give them any fancy formula or solution, but but it's going to be God. Because God is jealous for His glory. For all of us, we're going to witness the body of Christ functioning, not as an organization that is fueled by rules, uh, our human wisdom or programs. We're, we're, going to, we're going to witness the body of Christ functioning as a living, breathing, organic organism that grows stronger, wider, deeper as each part of us does our work serving one another. That's what's going to happen. And it's going to be an amazing thing. God's work done God's way. And so there's going to be some... That doesn't sound like business as usual, does it? That doesn't like, hey, let me just get through the work week and get through. No, we're going to see lives transformed. You're going to see you experiencing freedom. We're going to see you in passion with the love of Christ. You're going to see you love God more than you even love yourself. That's going to be now. That's a no. When we, you get over that curve right there to where we're going to say, God, I love you more than I love me. Whoa, watch out. Watch out. When we get to that point, that's an amazing thing. But that's what Jesus said. Jesus says, I love you more than I love me. And He gave Himself for you. Wow. Amazing love. How can it be? That you, my King, would die for me. So this was good stuff. Now, you can say, Mike, how do you know this? Because that's why Jesus came. Isn't that why He came? Jesus said, I, I, I have come so that you may have life. What kind of life? Abundant life. Jesus came that we may have abundant life. And so, why are we settling? Why do we settle for anything less than that? He came that you would experience abundant life. So if you're not experiencing that, then cry out to Him. Humble yourself before Him. Humble yourself before Him. Because He opposes the proud, but He gives what to the humble? Grace. Just cry out, just, just cry out to Him and say, Jesus, I want to experience abundant life. I don't want to settle for any more. I don't want to be told that oh, this, is, this is about as good as it gets. Because he wants to do an amazing thing. This is what this next verse says, and it's on your outline as well. Out of 2 Chronicles. Here's how I know. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. When's the last time you heard that one? The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself what? Strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. What it's saying is he, is, he is ready to show Himself strong on behalf of those who are fully committed to experiencing Him. Not make you strong, like, oh, I got it. No, no. He's going, he's going to be strong for you. And all that stuff that's coming down on you, all of those expectations, He said, whoa, 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 whoa. All you got to do is get the first button in the first buttonhole, first things first, 
Just, just know that I love you and I've got a plan and a purpose for your life. Look to me and I'm going to demonstrate my strength in your life and in those certain circumstances. Pretty awesome, isn't it? Now, now I, have I told you that I love my parents? Have I told you know, you know, my, my mama, she's not with us anymore and uh, she's in heaven, been there since 2004. Uh, love my daddy. Love my daddy, and I've told you all that kind of stuff. But my mama's smart. My mama was really smart, and I think it was probably her that figured this out. I don't. It could have been daddy, but I think it was mama that figured this out. You know, they figured out a way to keep me from ruining all of our family vacations. They did. They sure did. You know what they did? They would. They would. They would talk about the vacation and plan the vacation. And never tell me about it. <laughs> they would get over there and they go, Red, I think we're gonna we're gonna go up to we'll look out mountain and we're gonna go to Maggie Valley, you know, da 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 we're gonna stay here, blah blah blah. And and then I didn't know anything about it. And then on the day of the vacation, they come in my room, they'd wake me up, and they say, Good morning, get up, let's go eat, get something to eat, get ready, let's go. And I'd go where are we going? They said, just get in the car. Don't you worry about it. Just get in the car. And I say, really? Okay, okay. You know, and so I'd eat my, you know, my eggs, mix the grits in there with them eggs, runny eggs. You know, get it in crispy bacon, homemade biscuits, and then we go get in the car. And all right, where are we going? And they say, we're going to Maggie Valley. And I've been going up. And, but I didn't have time to get sick. I, it was just like, okay, we're going. Just we're going. Right there, my bags were already packed and in the car, and all I had to do was just jump in the car. Wow. Give us this day our daily bread. You know, when I was thinking about this, I actually just we wear ourselves out. We, we just sang about a good, good father. We were just singing, good, good, oh, that's who you are, that's who you are. And then we jump in here and we're trying to figure all this stuff out and we're getting our stuff. He's already got your bags packed, baby. He's got our bags packed. He's a good, good father. Give us this day our daily bread. Boy, what a beautiful picture. We get all worked up about everything that's going on in our life and this and that and planning. And he says, hey, I'm not saying be stupid, but I'm saying I've already got your bags packed. I've already got the trip planned. All you got to do is get in the car. Just jump in. Just follow me. God has the trip of a lifetime planned for you and me. You're going, but who am I? Who are you? Who, who are you? I'll tell you who you are. You are loved by the Father. You're going, yeah, but you don't know what. Uh, stop, stop. Where's all that? Stop. 
Nothing is impossible for him who believes. We've got to stop letting the world define us. We've got to stop allowing our past to define us. And we've got to stop letting our whatever sickness or ailments define us and just say, God, we're just going to let you let you speak truth in my life. I'm going to stop listening to the world. I'm going to stop listening to my habits. I'm going to stop listening to these hang-ups that I've got. I'm going to stop listening to the past that I've experienced. I just want to listen to you. And you know what he's saying? He said, jump in. Just, just jump on in. Here's the deal. Bottom line, God is at work around you. God is at work around you. And so here's a question for each of us. Will I join Him? Will you, are you going to join Him? That's what you've got to... Will I join Him? He's got, he's got it planned. He's got the bags packed. He's got everything that you need. Yeah, that dream. Yeah, that thing that, you, that you're so concerned. No, no, he's, he's already got it provided for him. But Daddy, how are we going to get there? He's going, really? You're going to worry about that? Just get in. Yeah, but I mean, should we take 331 or 231? Which one? Really? He's saying, just get in. Just first, just say, I'm in. I'm going to get in the car. So, what does that mean? Practically. A couple things. We'll write them down and we'll get after it. This is what I mean. Abide. There wasn't no way for me to get to Maggie Valley except for staying in that backseat of that car. Me and my sister, she is telling them girls about that imaginary line. You know, we all had that imaginary line in the backseat, right? You know, we loved, we loved each other. I, I love my sister. I love my sister. And my sister loves me. And we still love each one another. But don't cross that imaginary line. Now, don't do that. You just abide. We, we, we talked about that forever. Abide. Hey, it's not about, oh, you got to get your act. No, 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 no. Jesus says, come to me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. He's saying, don't you think about hearing this message right now and go out there and think you've got to go do something because whatever I'm calling you to do to encounter me, it's going to be me doing it. I want to show myself strong on your behalf. You're seeing yourself as weak and incapable and all that kind of stuff. And as a church, you may think collectively we are, uh, we're kind of small. We're not, we're not, we're not going to... Whoa, whoa. So, what? Jesus used those 12 disciples to turn the world upside down. Who are we going to believe? We've listened for far too long. What do we do? We can just, just abide. Just continue just to, to be in Christ. To believe what He says. To trust Him. And to say, okay, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm jumping in. I don't have to know all the details, but I'm jumping in. And there's things that he's put on your heart. We saw some of that stuff expressed even through the shape profiles that he's putting on there, and dreams and experiences. And if you had all the money in the world and no limitations, and you know, there's stuff that's just, it's just, it's percolating. 
And yet we let lies and disbelief and lack of faith come in in there and buckle us at our knees. And then we just stop. The reality is it will never be the easy way. It will never be the easy way. It will never be the easy way. Because what God is doing is He is developing your character and my character to match the assignment that He has for us. And you're going, well, I just want to eat. Really, do you? How's that been working for you? So practically, abiding looks like this for the next 90 days. 90 days. Did we talk about 90 days last week? Okay, that, that's pretty much what we're saying. 90 days. We're inviting you to meet weekly with a group. We're, we're pleading with you to meet weekly with a group. I don't do groups. Um, well, guess what heaven is? It's a, it's a group thing. It really is. It, oh, yeah. Yeah. We made for group. Yeah, but uh, people are so messed up. They remember that? We, uh, yeah. Because huh. you're in it. <laughs> Meet with a weekly group. Okay? Now, we had a bunch of groups get started. This morning, we had five of them get started this morning. How'd that go? Pretty good? Yeah. I guess that's good. All right, we got going. And then you're going to hit the stuff, all the going on. That's good stuff. So, and then there's going to be more groups. Now, if you're not in a group and you've not even heard, you've not even heard about a group, then what I want you to write on that info card is, put me in a group. I want to be in a group. I'll talk to you before we put you in one. I'll just say, well, you know, here's Doug, and you might not want to be with him because he sometimes he gets ugly, and you know, you know, well, just put. I want to be in the group. All right, this is critical. This is this is because this is why this is the way God works. You go, well, that's not the way independent America works. Hmm, how's that working for us? Meet with a group for thirteen weeks. There's five daily devotions. He, he's letting you off the hook. There's two. You, you get, there's two days a week. How many days are in a week? Seven. But he's only saying five. All right. Five daily devotions that you are doing. And then what happens is you're doing this and that's what, that's what motors the group. Right there. It's what God's saying to you. You know, and I ain't got nothing to say. Yeah, but God's got something to say to you. Now, would you share with us what God's saying to you? Yeah, but it may sound stupid. Yeah, so did uh, marching around some walls, expecting them to fall. Yeah, so did raising a staff, you know, in front of a big old sea. Go, watch this, guys. So did sending out a choir. A choir with three mean dog kings, different, the whole armies coming against you, and you send out a choir singing, Jesus love me this. And they were singing about the love of God. 
Hey, what God has to say to you is vital to me. I mean, there's stuff, there's stuff, there's stuff. I'm getting text messages and I'm reading some of this stuff that is just, oh my gosh. God is moving. He's going to, He wants His bride to be beautiful. You know how crazy we've gone with weddings? I can tell you, I just recently, you know, my first one. Are you kidding me? All the stuff that goes on with weddings these days, and the expectations, and the details. And then how, how many dress places do y'all go to? 797? How many? A lot. Three? It felt like a lot more now. For real. How many did you look at? 10,700. I will tell you this. I will tell you this. She had my wife just for... She wasn't even the bride. She was the mother of the bride. She had like 120 boxes shipped to our house so she can try on these dresses. Okay, here's my point. Here's my point. Jesus wants his bride looking good. Oh, that's me. That's me and you. That's me and you. And it's going to happen in this context. And oh, by the way, we're going to memorize one verse every week. You go, oh, I'm not good at that. Guess what? God's God's looking around. He's going, hey, hey, anybody love me? Anybody love me? Oh, I want to show myself strong on your behalf. I'm going to give you the ability to do what you can't do. Oh, matter of fact, your whole life is. That's what I want for your whole life is me to do in you and through you what you could never do yourself. That's what it means, Christ in me, the hope of glory. That's what the Christian life is all about. The Christian life is not difficult. The Christian life is impossible. It's only in Christ. I was sharing with Tammy if she was painting. I, I, I talked. I, I just did a lot. I, whatever I could do to keep her painting. You know, so I started quoting scriptures and singing and stuff like that. Uh, but I shared that yesterday morning, God just, just used Galatians 2.20. And just it just... It, I mean, it just melted me. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ lives in me and the life that I now live. I live by faith. And in this translation, it says, of the Son of God who gave Himself for me. So there's several things that were in there. The, for, for me... Living is in proportion to my dying. The more I die, the more I live. Got it? The more I say, all right, yeah, okay. Vibrant life comes. And then it's not my faith. See, sometimes we're going, I just don't have enough faith. Wait a minute, it's His faith. It is a gift Himself. Wow. 
So, so I, I can even trust you for the faith that I need to do that for which you created me. Wow. That's the God, that's the God that we're singing about. That's the, that's the God that we serve. We're not talking about some clinical situation where we get this religious. No, we're talking about encountering a living God. And He is awesome. And He is great. Alright, on the back of your outline and also here. This just rocked my world. God's presence. And this is what God wants to remind you of during this whole study. And He's saying to Joshua, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. So here's Joshua. He's following up Moses. Moses was like the big dog. You know, he's like the guy. And all of a sudden, Moses dies off, and Joshua, this guy says, You're the man. He goes, oh, You mean I got to do all that stuff? Like, got to, you know, raise this stuff? I got to, I got to, really? I love, I love this one. God's assignment for Joshua might have caused him some concern. Being the successor of Moses was no small task. Through Moses, God had turned the waters in Egypt into blood, parted the Red Sea, destroyed the Egyptian army, and miraculously fed the nation for 40 years. God spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai and gave him his law. Joshua must have wondered how he could follow Moses. To erase any doubt, God assured Joshua that Moses' accomplishments had all been due to God's presence. Joshua grew confident because the same God who walked with Moses was now walked with him. As you read the accounts of God's miraculous work through men and women in the Bible, you may wonder if God still performs such miracles today. Be assured that the same God who walked with Moses... Joshua, Elijah, Peter, James, John, and Paul now lives in you. Same God. No power can defeat the God who guides you. Did you see that one? No power can defeat the God who guides you. The God who blessed them is just as capable of working out His purposes through your life. The same God who gave them victory over seemingly invincible enemies who provided for them when their own resources were insufficient and who guided them in their decisions is prepared to work as powerfully, is prepared to work as powerfully in your life today. The heroes of faith had one thing in common. They were all ordinary people with no power of their own. The difference is the mighty presence of God. Times may have, may change, but the effect of God's presence remains the same. There you go. And God is present here. And His purpose is that for you to know Him and to encounter Him, not to know about Him, to encounter Him and the reason He's able to be here is because He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die and to pay for my sin, which separates us from God. And then Jesus, 
then said, hey, as he's talking to his disciples, hey, guys, it's better for you if I leave because I'm going to send another comforter, my spirit. The very same spirit that lived in Jesus when he walked the face of the earth, if you are a believer and a follower of his, he is in you. The very same God who was present with Moses and Joshua is present with you. Do you believe? Do you believe? Then let's join it. You want to? Bags are in the car. Doors open. You ready to jump in? Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your awesome love and your great invitation to experience and encounter you. Also, Lord, I just want to thank you that for some of us, we're worn out and we're tired. Uh, the details of life and, and the expectations of life has just worn us down. And, and we just, we've missed so many vacations. We've missed so many experiences with you because we've worked ourselves into a frenzy. Lord, please help us to see the vanity of that. Please deliver us from the evil of self-living, self-directed lives, self-service thinking that there's any life in self for I am crucified in Christ. Nevertheless, I live because the essence of my life now, the very core of my being, is Christ in me. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, I want you to know that He loves you. That's the reason He came. And what He wants is a relationship with you. He is a present Savior. And if you've never opened your life to Him today, if He's knocking at your heart's door, let Him in. Acknowledge, acknowledge your need for Him. Just say, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've, I've tried to do life my own. I, I know that. And I know that the wages, I believe your word, that the wages of sin is death, not just physical death, but eternal. But the gift that you give is life through your son. I don't understand, understand it all, but I, right now I ask that you come in. And bride of Christ, journey mate, Let's keep stripping. Let's get stripping off those weights and those sin that entangles us because God's got a road trip for us that's going to bring Him glory and that it's going to be an adventure of a lifetime for you. I pray you jump in. Lord, we just glorify Your name. Thank you for the victory that is ours in you. And we do anticipate your showing yourself strong on our behalf. Why? 
because, Lord, our hearts are fully committed to you. And if there's anything in our heart that is not, the Spirit of the living God reveal that and let us offer it up. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Crosspoint Community Church. You can find us on the web at crosspointonline.org. There, you'll find links to our social media accounts. We gather every Sunday at 11 a.m. in Roswell, Georgia. Tune in next week.